Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text tonight from the Old Testament reading in, in particular, one verse where the people said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. This is our text. Ah, Father's Day. A time for dads to kick back, relax, and just take in all of the, the love and, and respect that is sure to be lavished upon us on that day. Okay, that might uh, be overdoing it a bit. But I have to say that on, on Father's Day, it's pretty easy, isn't it, to, to look back for those of us whose kids have left home anyway, uh, to look back at, at those days and while we were raising our children. For Karen and me, well, our kids were um, exceptionally well-behaved and, and extremely polite. But you know, there were some times where just maybe they, they questioned or even challenged a decision or instruction from their papa. And that's when I would settle the issue with the always popular and effective because I'm the father and you are not. Yeah, that didn't always work. But still, that can be a, a good and a needed reminder to kids. And I bring that up because I, I think that's pretty much what's happening in tonight's Old Testament lesson, where along with God's people there, we are reminded of the simple but vital truth that we are not God, which means we're not in charge. You know, when a, a young child first starts to speak, what's one of their favorite words? No. Well, they love to say it. They don't enjoy so much hearing it. And it's the same way with us in, in a lot of ways. We don't much like it when God tells us, no, don't do that. But we can be pretty quick to say no to him. Well, we don't want to receive instructions from God as much as we want to give instructions to him. Here's what I want you to do, God. Close your eyes to, to this or that sin in my life. Heal me, please. And, and now would be good. Give me a better job. Give me a new car. It's so tempting for us to want to be like God. It, it's so easy for us to forget that we are not God which is why it's so good for us to be reminded that God is God. Which is exactly what Moses was saying. And the people in our Old Testament lesson understood that. And they responded enthusiastically by promising, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Now, if you've been following along in, in your, on your outline on page 3, I'm going to warn you um, that that's not the fill-in-the-blank 
under number one, which says we are not God, and then all that the Lord has spoken, we will, well, the word I'm really looking for there is trust. This, that's not in the Old Testament reading, but it's behind what's there. Because before they could promise to obey God first, they needed to trust him, which they did. So what specifically did they trust, and, and why did they trust him? Well, two things that they, that they were trusting. Number one was that his promise, and, I, and this is good for us as well, right? That his promises are true, and secondly, that his commands are wise and loving. His promises are true, his commands are wise and loving. And why would we trust those things about him? Why did God's people in the Old Testament, well, it's because they and we have some history with him. It's both because of what he has done and, and what he will do that we trust him. In other words, unlike the disclaimers that, that we often see with commercials for the stock market or commodities or those kinds of things, with God, past performance is a guarantee of future results. So we trust him not just for what he has done, but also for what he will do. He told his people, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And then after he reminds them of what he has done, he promises what he's going to do. If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. What a great promise. And when we trust that promise, we respond the same way God's Old Testament people did, by making a promise of our own. All that the Lord has done or spoken, we will do. Now we know that, that God's people, having made that promise, fell short on many occasions of keeping it. But that's not what we're here to remind ourselves of tonight. They certainly did that, but, but it wasn't because they were insincere in their promise. No, it was, it was quite, a, quite a promise, a very impressive one to me. It would be impressive if we decided to say those same words. They're on the screen. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. What has the Lord spoken? What, what were his people then? What, what are we now making such an incredible declaration about? Well, then they were talking about God saying that, uh, inviting them to obey his, his covenant and keep his commands. This comes from Exodus chapter 19. There by the mountain. What mountain was that? We were told in our reading. Mount Sinai. In Exodus 20, Moses is on Mount Sinai and he's given the Ten Commandments. That's also included in what the people promised to do, even though they didn't have those commandments yet. They had promised to obey them. Why? Because they trusted the Lord. And knowing his love for them, they sought to return that love to him. 
Kids, if, if you want to give your dad a, a great gift for Father's Day, if you, if you could give him anything he wanted, what would it be? You know, actually, it's a simple answer, and it's within your power to do. What your dad wants from you is the same thing, wants most from you is the same thing that your mom wants most from you, and that is that you love him. How do you show that love? With a hug? It's a nice way to do it, isn't it? There are other ways as well, maybe by, by saying it, maybe by saying thanks to dad. There's another way also, and that is by doing what he asks you or tells you to do. We have a word for that. It's called obedience. That's a great word. Because we're talking about obedience that is freely and lovingly given by, by children to their parents, by God's children to our Heavenly Father. The reason we want to do everything the Lord has said, the reason why we would promise to, to obey His commands is because we love Him. Knowing how much He loves us. Knowing that His commands are wise and loving. We might not always understand them. That does not mean we don't try to do them. We know that God is God and that God is good. He would never tell us to do something that's bad for us or, or not to do something that's good for us. So really, why wouldn't we want to do everything that the Lord has said? Have you ever been sorry that you followed God's commands? I can't think of a single instance of that in my life. More than that, I can't think of a single time when I had somebody sitting in my office um, seeking help, counseling, because they had been obedient to God. But I can't tell you how many times I've counseled people who have not been obedient to Him. It's good to remember that God is God. I am not. You are not. We are not God. But as amazing as it sounds... We can be like God. Not in every way, but in some ways. And maybe even in more ways than, than we might realize. I'm going to switch gears now and, and take a quick look at, at this evening's gospel lesson to see how that works. There Matthew tells us that, that Jesus looked out over the crowds and he had compassion on them because they were harassed and, and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Well, so often that describes us. There's pressure on us from all sides. Time pressures, financial pressures, family pressures, work pressures, pressure to fit in, to conform. We are harassed by those pressures and we are, not, and we are helpless to stand up to them by ourselves. Now, don't be fooled, though, because it's not as if we just innocently happen to, to lose our way and, and to stumble into one situation or another. 
Oh, we had a shepherd who loved us and, and who protected us, and we ran from him, and we hid from him. Remember how Paul describes us in tonight's epistle lesson? He uses words like ungodly, sinners, God's enemies. And Jesus saw that. But he also saw that we were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he had compassion on us. Enough compassion to die for us. Can we have compassion like that? Like God? See, he has compassion for us. He also seeks compassion from us for the lost. Remember what he said? Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. And then don't be surprised if, if you are one of the ones that he sends. That's what happened to the disciples. I, I, think, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny, actually. Because uh, early in our gospel reading, he's telling them to ask. And a little bit later, he's asking them to tell. Saying, proclaim to people, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we are like God in that we can have compassion. Like he has for us, like he desires from us. We can also be like God because, because he gives to us amazing authority. Authority from God to be like God, to do the kinds of things that really only God can do. Remember what he said to, to the apostles before he sent them out? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Now I don't know that we have the authority or, or the power to do those things today, but I do know that we have tremendous authority because Jesus says, whoever believes in me will also do the works of that I do. Now this is in John's gospel. It's not in tonight's gospel reading. But think about that. Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. As amazing as that is, there's more to it. And greater works than these he will do. Wow. That's the authority God has given us. The authority to be like God. Wow. Although maybe you've noticed, as I have, that usually when someone is given a great deal of authority, one of two things happens. Either that goes to their head, or they get to work. That authority could go to your head, or you could get to work. Which will it be for you? Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.